1: Hello from Red Stick Spice. Hi, Jamie. We're at our first live location. Uh, And we have an audience here. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Maybe someday.
0: We're sitting in a beautiful room that is just cozy and surrounded by mugs and (laughs) other tea. Lots of tea along the wall. Um beautiful kettles and books about tea. I mean, there's just so many wonderful things. Yeah, I didn't even things.
1: see modern tea. Yeah. Culinary tea. All about tea. <laughs> <laughs> books on tea. Um, yeah, so technically we're sitting in Sogo Tea Bar, which is a uh, part of Red Stick Spice. They have made us some delightful king cake flavored tea and given us a white chocolate lavender scone yes and a mole cookie cookie yeah spice cookie and there is spice in it for sure but it's good yeah i mean but the scone is like literal perfection 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is different for us. It's an experiment. I don't know, you know, I'm just, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know how editing is going to work out with all the things in the background. So if it sounds funky, I apologize in advance.
0: But we're really excited to be here and um, shout out to Anne Melnick and her staff here. Um, everyone's just been so wonderful and we really appreciate the opportunity to record. Um, and Sogo is their newest edition. So um, they also do local cooking classes on the other side of the tea and spice shop, um, which Jamie and I have talked about definitely needing to uh, yes get involved because in because
1: they had that um, Great British Bake Off baking class, yeah. And like I really wanted to do it, and you were like, "Hi, here's this really cool thing," and I was like, "Great!" There's only a couple spots left, and then you ignored me, and I was like, "Well, I guess we're not doing it." I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember you saying it. I don't remember ignoring you, but (laughs) (laughs) you just didn't even respond. So I was like, well, I guess we're not doing the baking class. (laughs) Um, But that was, they have already done it a couple times, I think, so. They'll they'll probably do it again. Next time they do it, I'm just getting us two spots and you're just going to show up for it. Okay. I am not a baker. Oh, I am. I'll help you. You can be on my team. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Um. So we're doing uh, another joint episode today. So let me get my Julia Whalen voice on. Wow. You, um. Because are
0: doing that really
1: well. Today we're gonna be talking about "Thank You for Listening" by Julia Whalen. How did I do? You did really well. Uh, yes, I've been oh, practicing. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, as um, if you've been listening to past episodes, uh, we have mentioned Julia Whalen multiple times, maybe several
1: hundred. Uh-huh. Um, so she will be in the show notes. <laughs> we've had we've had uh, forty-two episodes so far, and we've mentioned her several hundred times.
0: <laughs> she is. Just a delightful <laughs> audiobook narrator. Um, she narrates so many novels that we've had the pleasure of listening to her and
1: loving her.
0: And I mean, Just her voice for is sure. wonderful.
1: And she's also an author. She's written My Oxford Year, which we both loved. And then her second book um, was Thank You for Listening. And there was no sophomore slump, in my opinion. It was... I, I mean, I gave it five stars. Yeah. I'll just say that right off the top.
0: I agree. And did you give five stars to, to My Oxford Year? Absolutely. Yeah. Loved it. It came out in 2018. Um, this new novel actually just came out this week um, on August
1: 2nd. Yeah, which will have been last week when this episode airs. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, so long awaited from her um, and equally fantastic. So I got an advanced listening copy of this through Libro FM, so I, I listened to it about a month ago, so my memory could be a little fuzzy on it as we're talking about it. Um, well, I finished it um, maybe 10 minutes before, <laughs> before this recording. Uh. So you should be super fresh, and um, you're going to have to carry the episode. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I have thoughts and things to say. Um, you want to kick us off?
0: Yeah. So our main character is Swanee Chester.
1: Um, very unique name. Yeah. Let's let's just stop right there and talk about this name. Okay. I I really I don't like to say anything negative about Julia Whalen, but I'm not a fan of the name Swanee, and it kind of threw me a little bit. Wow. Well, this is what I was planning to name my next child. So that's really disappointing. well. Then I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's fine for a, a human but for a character in a book. I don't know it was just like Swan, swan. I personally did not you did, didn't have a problem with it. No, I didn't like it. Oh you didn't like it mm. okay
0: No I just out of all the names and exactly all the, it it felt and like a bit much And I didn't um, when I first read the description of the novel, I didn't even know how to pronounce it because it's not
1: spelled like Swan. Isn't there a city called Swanee that is spelled like the city? Oh, I don't know. I could be making that up, but... Um, I don't
0: know. It sounds like Pawnee. Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? I don't know. (laughs) That's what came to mind when you said city. I was like, is she thinking about Pawnee? Maybe there is. Um, We'll look it up after the episode. But also, Swanee Chester as a whole. It's just
1: quite the name.
0: It's quite the name, and... And I, she um, was an aspiring actress, and to me, I just, and you know better than I do, as an actress yourself, I, I just don't see a star
1: quality in the name Swanee Chester. Yeah. I don't know. I could. It would definitely make you stand out of the crowd.
0: It would. It, it kind would of be memorable.
1: What it came to mind was, um, uh, Shailene Woodley. True. Yeah. But anyways. So anyway, we have Swanee Chester. Swanee That's Chester. as far as we've gotten.
0: <laughs> so um, Swanee, in her past life, if you want to call it that, or her pre-accident life, we'll just put that out there now, um, she was an aspiring actress. She attended Juilliard and was um, cast in a pretty big film. And she was making her mark, and it ha- was her dream since she was little, um, to be an actress. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. now, in a present time in the book, she is a very
1: famous audiobook narrator. Like Julia Whalen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so she, she used to be a romance audiobook narrator um, under a different name because apparently that's a thing in romance audio narration is that they all have pseudonyms yeah i didn't realize that until i read this book and i think that's super fun um like joy nash narrates a lot of romance books that's not her name i didn't know that um and julia whalen says that she actually
0: narrated um novels under a pseudonym for a while as well which i didn't know
1: yeah so Swanee's pseudonym i think is sarah westholm
0: West Helm or Westholm, yeah, I believe that's correct. Something
1: along those lines. Um, and then
0: our uh, next character, Nick Sullivan, is um, he
1: is Be- before we get to Nick. Okay, I just want to talk about the opening scene, where you may not remember this because this was so long ago for you. But um, <laughs> she's on a plane, yeah, and she's listening to. A smutty, a smutty romance audiobook. And every audiobook listener's worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. Comes true and all of a sudden, (laughs) and she's sitting next to like this mother and daughter. And all of a sudden she realizes the audio is not playing through her headphones anymore.
0: (laughs) And she is just cranking it up like. Why can't I hear this? Um, but the the whole plane, um, to her mortification, um, has listened, has been able to hear uh, this very um, intense graphic sex scene. <laughs> um, and then she drops her phone on,
1: on the plane floor. And trying, can't turn it off. Yeah. yeah it's, it's
0: just, it gets worse. It's That's very just...
1: comedic, but I mean, it's a legit fear.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, just like whenever, you know, you read a book sometimes and you're in a public place and... The cover, or like I, that, could make give anxiety. I've been there as well. Obviously, audiobook is much worse.
1: Well, and like I listen to audiobooks all day at work, yeah. and some of them are romance, and sometimes there's whenever I worked, inappropriate scenes. When I
0: worked in an office, in um with a me and a whole bunch of men, and I was listening to certain (laughs) books, and they'd come by my office, I literally felt like I was jumping out of my skin, like pause, pause, pause. (laughs) And I knew that they couldn't hear it, but just in case. "Mm, Maybe maybe I'll save this for later. Yeah, I stopped many times. (laughs) Being fearful that somehow it was gonna pause and then start from my phone. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, but wait, earlier today, I was on my way to the acupuncturist, And I had an audio book playing in my ear and in my, like, I had AirPods on. And as I was walking up to the door, I pulled out my AirPod, which is supposed to automatically stop the audio. Yes. But then it just started playing from my phone. And I was like, this is not supposed to happen. (laughs) Luckily, it was, like, not anything inappropriate.
0: So I have actually um, gone to get my car checked out or, like, you know oil change whatever oh it and is. it comes mm, yeah and it plays over your speakers through bluetooth mm-hmm. yeah and I don't remember it being anything inappropriate but I was sitting in
1: the waiting area like pause 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 pause. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um, but S- so swan swanny who goes by swan is on a plane on her way to las vegas for um a book convention yeah and there she meets Nick. Um, but to kind of back that up a little bit, um,
0: let's introduce her best friend, um, Adoku Obi. Ad, I think it's Adaku? Adaku, yeah. My apologies. It's okay. Adaku. I'm here Obi. to correct you. So they met at Juilliard and they had the same dream to be just famous
1: actresses. And um, Adaku makes it. Adaku is um, like famous. So Adaku is also in las vegas so they meet up while they're there
0: yeah um they're going to have dinner together and kind of the whole works because um as a rising star you get perks and she must um, be nice yeah so she has this wonderful suite that's just like giant at this really nice hotel and they have like steak Steak night <laughs>
1: <laughs> dinner
0: reservations, and she wants to go party. And so they have all these plans to like hang out together and have a really fun night. And that comes to a screeching halt whenever she gets a call from her manager or agent saying, Hey, we need you on the next flight out in 45 minutes um, to do
1: a reading on this. Yeah, some big movie, movie that she was excited yeah. about.
0: So she tells Swan, I'm leaving, but I'm coming back at midnight and I want you to go to dinner, I want you to do, charge everything to the room, just have an awesome time. And Swan's like, I'm gonna do all this by myself? Like, that's not any fun, you know? So, um, in walks Nick, and um, he, of course, has an Irish accent. of
1: course he does.
0: Uh, (laughs) And Julia Whalen's accent. So lovely. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, Um, it really is. She's done it for other books before, and it's just, man. She is, like, the queen of
1: She does of accents really well.
0: in voices in general. Yeah. She's just so good. But, yeah, the accents are fantastic. Um, so they start talking, and we will mention Swan from an accident that she had that halted her career. She only has one eye. Yeah. She has, like, a
1: scar over her other eye. She's really self-conscious about that. Um, and...
0: She wears an eye patch. She does. I forgot. Yeah, yeah she, wears, yeah. An, she an wears an eye patch. She wears an eye patch. So he comes up and talks to her, and at first she's just kind of thinking, oh, he didn't notice the pat, the eye patch, and he's gonna notice it and not be into her anymore, and he doesn't even flinch. Yeah. Um, And so he is really, they really hit it off, and their banter back and forth is just really funny. I do
1: love their banter throughout, you know, throughout the whole book. Right. It's. Ugh, so well written. It's so well written. She just really captures...
0: So, it's not corny.
1: No, yeah. Like, she
0: makes it feel real. Like, just these two people that have such an instant connection and chemistry with one another, and it's just really fun, and they kind of rib each other, and then they joke,
1: and it's just delightful. So, Swan and Nick um, decide to go through with... The plans that Swan and Adaku had, and they get drinks and they go for the steak dinner, and then they go back to the hotel, Adaku's hotel. Well, let me pause here.
0: Go ahead. Okay, so first, she doesn't know who this guy is, so she initially and throughout the events of the evening pretend to be somebody else. She gives him a southern accent, she tells him her name is Alice. And he, she never ends that because he actually tells her after dinner, I have to catch a flight out. I'm not planning to stay. It never snows in Las Vegas and they get snowed in. Yeah. And so he doesn't have a place to stay because of the convention and other things going on. Everything is booked. And so she offers him like the suite. The suite. Because there
1: has got multiple rooms. Right. So she's like, eh, no big deal. Right. You can stay in one of the yeah. other Which, rooms. Which, you know. Which doesn't happen.
0: And and it kind of <laughs> also
1: makes you think, okay, well, they're going to hook up. So Nick leaves the next morning. They don't exchange any information at all. Um, it's just hello and goodbye. And that's it. And Swanee goes back to her regular life. And she gets an email uh, from her, I don't know, agent is that what I don't know how that works she gets an email from someone saying hey we want you to narrate this audiobook. book um,
0: I think it was an email and yeah they basically told her um, they wanted her to narrate this this new novel um, by June French who was the romance novelist that she used to narrate for um,
1: and June has recently passed right So they're like, hey, we know you don't do romance anymore, but um, June's final wish was that you narrate this final book of hers with Brock McKnight, who is uh, probably the biggest male name in the audiobook world.
0: Right. Um, So Brock has a pretty big following and he only does romance where she does none um she is now going by Swanee chester as an audiobook um narrator so no one realizes that she is also sarah weston
1: right and when she does so she she obviously ends up agreeing to do the audiobook but when she does it i can't remember she does it as sarah no. She yeah, does Yeah, she does it as Sarah. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. So,
0: and the only reason that she agreed to it, um, we haven't really talked about, there's a lot of characters in this book that are just all fantastic um, and w- really well-rounded, but she has a really um, deep and special relationship with her grandmother.
1: Yeah, I loved her grandmother. Oh my
0: gosh, I loved her grandmother. Yeah. Um, And honestly brought back, like, feels about my grandmother. Yeah. Um, but her grandmother, whose name is Barbara, is an old Hollywood <laughs> sort of d actress is what it kind of sounded yeah. like. Um, she never really made it because she said that she, you know, can't act and, uh, but she was in that, in that life, like that old and Hollywood glamour. she just glamour.
1: exudes
0: that era. She does. She um. does. She's just a great character. Um, but Swanee, calls her affectionately blah blah so you which was
1: also a little weird to me
0: supposedly when she was young she couldn't say barbara and it came out blah blah and then they call her blah and anyway she is um unfortunately now in a retirement assisted living facility because she um well she didn't initially um but she moved in after her sister passed away because they lived together and then she she has dementia and so um she's slowly needing more and more care and the issue is that she's been in this facility for the past five years and she's blown through her savings um because it is a, an elite assisted living in the <laughs> hollywood hills um that caters to that type of um resident
1: yeah so they they need to put her in like a a new more expensive wing but um blah blah doesn't have the money for it and Swanee doesn't either so she thinks if I take this job, it's a lot... Of, like, I'm being offered a lot of money to do this. So she agrees to it. Right. Um, so, Swanee and and Brock start texting back and forth. I think this was the part that I enjoyed the most was their text exchanges because it was so funny because they would be like, um, I'm playing this sex scene with this kind of moaning. <laughs> How are you handling this part? And just... And the fact that you know that these conversations happen in real life between audiobook narrators is just hilarious to me. Because it's something that we don't think about as listeners is that they do have to have these conversations and they're strange. And they're generally narrating it separately. So, you know, they're trying
0: to make sure that the same excitement or just that it goes and it flows together. Um, Yeah, that was an interesting take that I didn't think about.
1: Yeah. I uh, thought that was really fun. I yeah. loved that. And and so, you know, she kind of starts to have feelings, feelings for yeah. Brock McKnight. Just feelings. Brock. Brock McKnight of all people who is just... I mean, he's like infamous in the audiobook world because nobody really knows who he is. He doesn't ever show up to the Audies, which is the awards for audiobooks. But he wins all of them. And it's like, who is this Brock McKnight? But she still... I mean, obviously she doesn't have any contact information for Nick. She
0: knows that was a one-time thing. But in her mind, she still thinks about him because it was
1: such an intimate... An instant connection. Instant
0: connection, just an intimate situation with this stranger that she felt really connected to.
1: Just one of those people who just comes into your life and you know that you're never going to forget. Right. So that's a big struggle for her is, okay, I kind of, like, I kind of have feelings for Brock, but I don't really know who he is, but then also I can't stop thinking about Nick.
0: But then Brock doesn't know her situation, and they do start kind of um, delving into personal things with one another as they're co-narrating this um, novel. And she hasn't really told him what happened to about her, her physical yeah. appearance, and she tries to, and then she she tells him, you know, I can't, I can't talk about it,
1: and. Uh, you can disagree, but I kind of think we should stop there. I don't want to go any further with the book because things start happening that um, there's some big reveals, and I don't want to I don't want to ruin anything. Okay, so then let's
0: just let's just now we've done a very pretty intense summary, yeah. But it's been fun to discuss, yeah. Um, let's just talk about about the book, yeah. Just about you know our feelings about the book.
1: Yeah, so obviously I loved it. One of my favorite things, besides the text message exchange between Brock and and Swan, was um, the fact that she hits like every single romance trope. She in one book really does,
0: and she even brings that up. She does, and, and I it's mean it's absolutely
1: has a... artful and skillful the way she does it. Because she's just it's not so amazing. It's not like heavy-handed. It's not like she's hitting you over the head with it. And you can sense it because I think even some of the chapter titles are named after the tropes, so yeah. you know what's going on. But it's just so well done and impressive.
0: I 100% agree with you. Um, I mean, just the fact that she is our favorite audiobook narrator, and then she's also just an amazing author, um, is really—I mean, I don't know—just says, more it says do you a lot want? about her. She she was um, she said that she so she has a lot of similarities to the main character and to aspects of the book, but she says um, in the author's note that this is not written about her, this is not her life, but then she also tells you all of the instances all the throughout similarities. the book that are similar to her life. Yeah, she's like,
1: this is not autobiographical, but Swan and I are exactly the same in all of these <laughs> ways. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a little entertaining. I, I think... I mean, I don't know what her intention was, but it seems to me that a lot of herself is in Swan. Did they I agree have the same that, exact life? No, obviously not, but they're both very famous, like top of the line audiobook narrators. They were both aspiring actresses, you know, different things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe personality
0: um, traits aren't the same. I don't really know because I don't personally know. Julia Oh, Rayland. it's too
1: bad we don't personally know <laughs> Julia. But Julia, our friend Julia, if you
0: happen to listen to this episode, we would love to chat. Yeah, and in, in our next episode,
1: yeah, or or any episode ever. Sure, whatever you want to do, Instagram DMs, we'll we'll take it. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I mean, solid book. I mean, five out of five, ten out of ten would ten recommend. Out of ten. Um, just. Really, really well done, and I I am hoping that it's not going to be um another
1: you know another what four years yeah in between four years book? in between her next book.
0: But if it is, if it's this good,
1: yeah, I'm, here I'm for willing it. to wait. Did yeah. you? So she was on What Should I Read Next with Anne Bogle. Okay, and she said on What Should I Read Next that the next book that she's working on is Jane French's book. From, thank you for listening. Okay, you so, knew that. No, I did not oh, know that. Okay.
0: But whenever um, in at the towards the end of the novel, whenever she wraps up the storyline of this current book, she goes into um, a section that starts off with June and June talking about some things in her life that you hear about. You know already the context in um, in this novel,
1: and in my mind, I did think like, is she doing a? Spin-off? Is she gonna? Yeah. Well, she said that's her current plan. She's, okay. she's not making any promises that she's going to stick with it, but that's what she's working on right now. And
0: just a little bit about June, um, too, as a character. She was a very strong feminist um, author. She passes away when she's in her mid 60s. Um, so she wasn't, you know, older. I don't, did she have cancer? I'm not really sure if they really fully explained. Yeah, how I can't she passed. remember. It was very sudden, um, or at least sudden to the people who knew her. And um, she, throughout the novel, Julia puts in quotes that she gave to magazines throughout her career <laughs> Which were that were so just awesome. wonderful. Like, just yeah. really, she's obviously a spitfire. Yeah, personality-wise. I um, and I thought that really added to the story because you got a little piece of June. Yeah, no, I like that too for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean. The characters are just so well-rounded, so well-written. The storyline is fantastic. I felt like even though some things were a little um, somewhat unrealistic to real life, there's a lot of realistic feel. Like, you just, I don't know. You just connect with the characters. Yeah,
1: just talking about it is making me want to go re-listen to the book.
0: It was so good.
1: And there's nothing stopping me. I'm gonna do it. I've had so many duds since listening to Thank You for Listening. Really? Yeah. Like, nothing has really been working well for me, so maybe I will go re-listen to this, because I know I love it.
0: You should. I mean, this would be a book... I don't really enjoy re-listening to novels that much, but I could totally re-listen to this and enjoy it just I feel like
1: there's probably a bunch of little, like, nuggets and clues along the way that either went right past us or that we forgot about that would be fun on a reread i agree yeah
0: um i know we kind of mentioned the name of the tea but let's talk about it
1: yes so this is this was actually recommended to us um by the tea seller here and it is called king cake tea so it is black tea it has cinnamon vanilla and mardi gras sprinkles and it says king cake minus the baby in a cup.
0: <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah. Thank Thoughts? goodness there's no baby in here.
1: <laughs> mm. I I like it. What is there's like a strong something and I can't tell exactly what it is. Well,
0: like our last two, it does have a this one has the strongest cinnamon flavor <laughs> out of it the does. other two that we have. It's it very does. cinnamon forward. Um, I told Jamie when I initially took um, a little whiff that it smelled like Christmas in a cup. I don't think it tastes like Christmas in a no, cup, but it, it does definitely smell Christmassy
1: and I guess it's that cinnamon kind yeah. of. But yeah, um, we so when we came in, we asked them to recommend a tea to us, and they were like, "Okay, do you want floral berry? Uh, so f- sorry, floral fruity dessert. This that." And I was like. Dessert, <laughs> <laughs> which is generally, I'm really I want dessert.
0: I'm kind of glad that we have the same taste
1: in teas because
0: yeah. I feel like we generally know <laughs> if we're gonna like it or not. If
1: we had drastically different tastes, if you were like, I, I'm sorry, I only drink green tea, I'd be like, oh well, this isn't this gonna is work. Is no we're not longer allowed to do this podcast. This, is, this podcast is no longer happening.
0: Um, this is a very strong black tea, though. In my it opinion. is
1: strong. That's yeah, like it has a strong flavor, kind of like punches you in the mouth when you take a sip but it's good no it's good um I couldn't like drink a ton of this though I I, that's what I was gonna
0: say that was my next comment like I do like it a lot but it wouldn't be something that I would drink on the daily
1: yeah agreed but with a lovely pastry oh my gosh perfection (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and they make London fogs here too which you know, I'm a huge fan of. Um, and I didn't realize that. So I think after we finish up this episode, I'm going to go. I'm gonna get a London Fog together. I may have to join you on yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, any forward and forward
1: Yeah. Mine's more of a keeping you sane okay. this week. Um, and I don't know. Maybe this is TMI or, or a strange thing to say. But, you know, I've been having some health issues that um, are kind of, I don't know, they're difficult to describe, they're unexplainable, they're like, and I've I've had doctors just kind of brush me off, and it's been really frustrating, and so on Monday, on the day that this podcast comes out, I have a procedure to hopefully find some answers, so I'm getting like an upper GI scope, and um, it's just knowing that we're working towards getting an answer is literally keeping me sane. Like I have just been telling myself all week you just have to make it to Monday. You just Monday you'll get answers. So
0: and I I hope you get
1: those answers. That's
0: um and that there is a um
1: Something fixable. Something fixable. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's way, what a I'm way to proceed
0: for. to fix the issues. Um, yeah, because when you don't feel well, that just bleeds into everything.
1: Exactly. Um, but also keeping me sane is the acupuncture. And I fell asleep in my session earlier because I was so relaxed. It's just been wonderful. So, what about you?
0: Um, so, I guess more of a ford and forward Um, I just finished a rebrand or not a rebrand a branding marketing um, whole everything for a client and that's been really fun we've been doing this for the last a little over a month or so Um, the process was really cool and we're finally wrapping it up. And now we're going to be working with printers and signage and, wow. and getting all of that um, into actual collateral material.
1: That's so awesome. So is that like your first kind of big project that you've done and finished? Yes. Um, since, you know, the whole yep. working from home thing. That yes. is awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. you. It was
0: a really fun process. And my client is a a past employer and I just we love each other. She's wonderful. (laughs) Um, And so obviously working with her was super fun. And um, she just really her feedback. She's wonderful. And then also just collaborating and making sure we got everything the way that we, you know, she wanted it and she seems really happy with it. And so um, it's just been a really good experience.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Well, one more shout out to Red Stick Spice and SoGo Tea Bar for hosting us. Um, As Marissa likes to say, let us know in the comments what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Let us know if you like this episode. And if you want more live episodes coming to you. (laughs) Please let us know. No, seriously. We like the feedback, um, positive or negative. Um cuz you know we we want to make this an enjoyable experience for everyone.
0: And also if you have any recommendations on where we should live record. Yeah, we would love to hear um hear from you. Uh, we obviously are well, not obviously, but we've told you before we're in Baton Rouge, <laughs> Louisiana. Um but we're up for a little field trip here and there. Um oh, I'm
1: definitely up for a field trip. So uh, New York City, <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Just let us know and we'll be there. Nantucket. Nantucket. I love it. Let's do it. All right. We'll see y'all soon. Cheers.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com.
1: And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers.